Welcome to City Talk. It's about town dub, Debbie and Yvonne Murphy. Hello, Hello. Yvonne, my sassy soul sister. I am your sassy soul sister. Welcome back. Well, she's more than that. She's a dear friend. And that's why you picked the topic today I did. of honoring friendship. Honoring friendship. So what does that mean? Hmm. Hmm. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The silver mines There's a kind-hearted woman She's looking so fine Always taking care of her community Bringing folks together Is her cup of tea She's out on the road And all over the web With a big smiling heart It's about town, Deb Welcome to City Talk. I am About Town Deb, W. McCarthy, your host. And once again, Yvonne Murphy, my sassy soul sister, That's right me. by my side. Right by your side. How are you? I'm well, I thank you. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. I know. I'm I your like sassy that. soul sister, always and forever. That is why we're talking about this, because yes. you, there's many types of friendships and there's mm. many types of you can go months and months and still feel really close to somebody or there's friends that you don't see for a while. And, you know, they just kind of fade away. They fade away. So I love it that Yvonne never fades away because I won't let her. No. But before we start the show, we want to thank Kim Surratt Law Practice. Yes. We want to thank Crystal Basin. And of course, we are here in Sparks, Nevada at the Musicians Rehearsal Center. Christian, thank you for recording and engineering for us. Yes. And I'm, you know, I've had a busy few weeks and I think, I don't know, I'm sure you've been busy. You've been busy? I've been busy What's between like, life and just the weather and getting things done and ready for taxes. <laughs> yeah. It's been a busy first quarter. Yeah, sure. it's, it's been busy. For yeah. me, it's more, I've lots of family stuff going on in yep. Southern California, so I've been traveling. And you know, I've mentioned I have this crazy cough thing going on, and I, I, we think, I'm like 99.9% .9 sure. We are. It is, which sounds kind of silly, acid reflux. Um, GERD. And it's a big problem nowadays. And I think it's more common than it's very common. Yeah. And I've just been going to doctors and doctors and doctors and they keep I keep thinking it's my imagination. And finally, all the tests came back and they're like, you are a candidate for surgery. Yes. So having said that, young lady, <sighs> this is what's happening with your health. But as your friend, it was my job to nag you and, and nag, nag you and remind you, go to the doctor, get a diagnosis. Yeah. Don't believe the first thing. Keep pursuing it. You have to be your own health advocate. So you did that and I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. But it is important that sometimes our friends need to bug you or need to nag you. But there's a way to do it and a way it not is. to do it. Um, but definitely um, we are going to be talking about that. So I'm going to start with a quote. Okay. You know, I love to do that. I love So quote. let's go with a quote. Oh, I like this one. Friends are though friends are those rare people who ask you how you are and then wait to hear the answer. Mm. Think about that. Yeah. Because sometimes you're like, I'm fine. And they're like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. So what do you so think? So I'm intuitive about my friendships. If I'm mm -hmm. thinking about a person, I like to be in touch and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm texting you or I'm calling you because I'm thinking about you. And you may say that you're fine, but I know better. So a good friend is kind of tapped into your energy. And I think it's the laws of physics. Like attracts like action and reaction cause and effect. I think with your friends, you're kind of tapped in on the same frequency. So to me, it's all energetic. So I think my good friends are people that I'm, I'm able to connect with on a profound level. Yeah. And you know, there's also, I'm just going to, I think I may have mentioned this last week. Um, I was in Las Vegas a while ago for doing some work with Trosper and um, I have a, a good friend who's a writer, a food writer, critic, and writes about all kinds of stuff. And when I went to visit her, had coffee with her, she could feel that I was going through all this stuff. And 
from the first day I left after meeting with her, she has sent me an emoji or something every single day. Cause she said, I, I want you, you're going to get through this. And if it means me sending a funny little something to make me laugh. And then I sent one back to her and usually she beats me. So now it's a contest. Who's going to beat who first with it. Absolutely. But it's not like I, I don't, she doesn't feel she has to. Right. And if I'm busy and I don't get one back, it does, she's okay with it. But I feel like there's different ways you can show your, your friendship. So I think the thing we have to get clear about is that you have a, acquaintances, yes. which are people that are just part of your life in a positive way. They, they could be people you work with, people you worship with, could be neighbors. You have acquaintances and you probably have a lot of those. But the friends you can probably count most of us on one hand, some of us on two, but a friendship is very, very special. For example, with uh, often amongst women, it's like the sister that you would have been raised with. It's not just an acquaintance. You, she's literally your sister. And there's a profound connection there. But I think most of us get confused about the difference between an acquaintance and a friend. Oh, totally. That, that's easy to happen. Yeah. Because you get all of the excitement of building this new friendship. And sometimes it starts out and you just think, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I found an amazing new best friend. And then as time goes by, you're realizing maybe there wasn't so much in common or maybe right. you weren't alike. So you, you know, I feel like we're all so crazy busy that you really need to invest in yeah. the friends you know are gonna be there for you, not just the acquaintances. It's really, it's really work. It's like any other relationship. It's a lot of work. That's why I said to you, for, your friends are there for a reason for a season, some people for a lifetime. And I've had quote unquote friends in my life for long periods of time. And then something in their behavior is so completely opposite of how I know them. And oftentimes that causes a breakup in the friendship and that's painful. So I've had a couple of disappointments, even with all my wisdom and all my living experience, I've had some people disappoint me and not deliver on the promise of being authentic and transparent and true. So, so we're going to tell you um, what does friendship mean? And what then does we'll, it, mean? it means valuing the people in your life, treating them with respect and kindness mm. and not taking them for granted. Right. And I feel like that's a, I mean, it sounds simple, It does, sound but simple. it's really not simple. But you got to keep it in perspective and you have to balance it. For example, if you're married or in a committed relationship, you got to be careful that your friends don't come between you and the person that you're committed with at a soul level. So I've seen friendships where perhaps the female in the relationship, she's very close to someone and the husband becomes jealous of that. And he's like, well, you spend more time with your girlfriend than you do with me. So it's, it's an art that you have to learn how to balance and you have to learn how to keep it in perspective. And it has to have boundaries. No matter how close you get to someone, there has to be respectful boundaries because it's just not healthy if you don't have that. Totally balance. agree with that. Yeah. So it's time for our first break. We time come back. We're going to dig a little deeper into honoring friendships. We'll be right back. It's Devin Avon. Sounds good. Now more than ever, family matters. And Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. 
You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. We're back to City Talk with About Town Deb, Debbie McCarthy, Yvonne Murphy, my sassy soul sister. I'm here. And I wouldn't think of anybody better to have a conversation about friendships than Yvonne, because you value your friends. I do. You value your family. I do as well. And we were talking about sometimes you need to break up with a friend. You do. Girl or guy? Well, it's tough. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. We all evolve. You evolve, they evolve. So, you know, maybe in the in the new season or as you're evolving through a season, maybe you outgrow each other. Maybe sometimes you got to know when it's time to take a healthy break. Um, and sometimes you have to have that uncomfortable conversation that says, you know what, let's let's take a break for a minute. But that can be very hurtful. Because I've had a situation where we took a break and I didn't know why we took a break. Well, that's a whole different ballgame. Right. So she called the break and I'm thinking, oh, I'm the best friend on the planet. So why would anybody want to take a break? (laughs) Right. Like, hello. Like, I miss Yvonne. And um, but the truth of the matter is it might not be about me. They may be going through something. They may have family issues. They may have health issues. They may have a reason why they can't be fully invested and they need to back up. But then again. That's one side of the coin. On the other side of the coin, I have a very dear friend. She just happens to be uh, my attorney. And when my health was in jeopardy and I had a major health scare, this is a woman who not only went to all of my appointments, she knew that I couldn't understand anything the doctor was saying. Because when you're the patient, you can't understand the word that's coming out out of their mouth. And I work in the industry (laughs) and I'm just looking at him like, what are you talking about? This is a friend who went to all of my appointments, who went held my hand all the way to the surgery date, went to two different surgeries with me, took me to her house to recuperate because I didn't have family here to look after me and I needed to be looked after. And this is a woman who's a professional attorney in town with a major practice. So at $450 an hour, she put her life on hold for you to take care of me. That says now, a lot. I have to tell you up until that health scare, I didn't know we loved each other that much. But when I called her on the phone crying that I had a situation, she didn't hesitate. She said, I got you. I said, but who's going to take care of me? And and, and I'm not going to even be able to sort the mail in the mailbox. Who's going to pay the bills? And who's going to get me to the appointment? She went, Yvonne, I got you. She really meant that. So I've seen friendship. I've seen the pendulum swing both ways. I've seen people just show up and show out and just be more than you could have ever fathomed. And then I've got other friends that left me disappointed while I was standing there going, what in the Sam Tarnation is going on here? Like, what is happening? But one thing I think you got to remember if a person needs to take a break, it might not be about you. They may just need to take a break. So that's exactly. So this was saying what makes a friendship break up? There's a lot of factors that can cause you to lose friends. Sometimes you just can't do anything about it. Sometimes they're moving. Yep. They have new family obligations. New obligations. Let's say you have a marriage, kids. Let's say you have a child who 
needs extra attention yeah. and you can't be there for your friend every minute because your child needs you. Or maybe it's work related. Sometimes you're going to be working out of town or you're, you just can't be around as much or you have a different job. Yes. Um, and then it says another reason why you might break up with a friend is unresolved conflicts. Yeah. And you were talking about that. You or your friend can't see eye to eye on a matter. Um, and you got to know that you might not always see eye to eye. Yeah. They're not your spouse. They're your friend. So, um, you got, there's gotta be mercy and grace involved. You, you've got, it's gotta be fluid. You've got, you've got to give people some space because the truth of the matter is they may, they may be in the middle of a middle health crisis and you have no idea and you have no idea. Maybe they're bipolar. Maybe they're experiencing depression. Maybe they're having a health scare and they don't want to tell you because they're afraid to speak it out. Um, you just never know, but friendships are work like any other relationship you have to invest in it. You have to work, but it has to have boundaries. It has to be balanced. And, and, I, and I think of it as um, it has to be mutual and it has to be participatory. It can't be me doing everything and you're doing nothing. Me giving all the giving, you're, you're giving nothing. It, it, it has to be an even exchange of energy else I think you bore with each other. And then you have that conflict where you don't want to say anything and it, it, it can get messy and I don't know that men go through this the way women do. I think because we're highly emotional that we take every word and every signal. Oh my God, she didn't text me today. Something must be wrong. Or she didn't compliment my outfit. Something must, I, I don't think men function like that. I think they're more logical. And so they've got a friend and they go play pool or they do archery or whatever they do. And if they got an issue, they just say, hey man, I got an issue with you. They do. And they just say it out and speak it out. And then they maybe get a little rough with each other and then they're done with it. They're done with it. Men are usually done with it. Women. Uh, oh my goodness. Debbie didn't text me today. She must be mad at me. She what must not do? like it. And we just go through a lot. So I, I think it's, it's complicated. No, it's very, it's very, it's, it's definitely complicated, but I also feel like you, we make a choice to make that decision to be in that relationship and that friendship. And if we have issues going on, if you truly, if they were your friend, you would say, I'd say, Yvonne, I'm really struggling right now. Right. I'm really in this weird funk and I just don't feel like doing anything. It's not you, it's right. me. I'm really struggling. And you'd be going, okay, but you know, I'm here, but you want to talk about it. And I feel like it's important that we realize that. And if yeah. they need the space, I, I mean, I love it when somebody tells me why they need the space. Right. That really does make that it easier. Yeah. But if you don't know why, I think sometimes if they're not ready to tell you, Sometimes you just got to let it be and not put that guilt on you or them. I don't, I don't know how to say this except to say I had a long-term friendship that was about 25 years. She lived here in Northern Nevada. Um, she, a year ago, decided to sell her house and basically leave the country with a gentleman that she was with. And that's fine. That, that was all good. And two things came up in that situation. I didn't exactly get along with him. We didn't see eye to eye. So that put strain on our friendship. Yes. Because if she's got to choose between me and him, guess who she's going to choose? She's going to choose him every time. So <laughs> that was fine. But recently in the middle of the night, she sent me a text to say that he had succumbed to cancer and he had passed away. Mm. And I immediately wrote her back and said, I'm here for you. And I love you. And let's get together and connect and let me help you walk through this because we all know that I've been through that. The other side of the coin is, though, um, friendships are very sacred. And I think my grandmother might have had it right. She said, if you get two or three in your lifetime, 
consider yourself lucky because these are your these are people these are your do or die they're there for you no matter what the other thing i want to say about friendship is i'm very cognizant of the clock if i have a friend that's married i'm not going to call her during the dinner hour i'm not going to call her on the weekend that's spouse time family time so i may fire off a text and say hey can we get together next week i need to talk and then let it be her option to say i'll call you in 15 minutes because she wants to know why i'm sending her that text but i don't interrupt my female friends when they're home with uh, the man in their life because there has to be boundaries. She can't be on the phone talking to me and he's sitting there looking at her going, where's my dinner? Or I thought we were going to watch a movie together or I thought we were going to go for a walk together. You're on the phone with Yvonne again. So you got to be respectful when they have other people in their lives and know that you're part of their life, not the totality of yes. their life. And you also, when you think about it, what, what kind of friends do you want to keep? Yeah. I mean, you have to make that decision because sometimes you have a lot of, I mean, sometimes you don't need any more friends. You, you, you need yeah. some time to be with your family yeah. as well, but it's saying on this, it says the answer to that question should fall in line with what you value most. When friend, the friends with whom you get along best, mm-hmm. the ones you feel close to your connection with, the ones who make you feel you matter, even when you feel you don't or you're mm. misunderstood, yep. the ones who are there with you, there for you when you need them, and those you can trust right. with your mo- most intimate secrets. Yeah. So we were talking about different kinds of yeah. friendships, and mm-hmm. one of them was the confidant. Yes. And truly, if you have, I, I do have a quite a, well, not quite a few, maybe three, who I know if I tell them something and they know if they, if they say, Deb, this is a secret, it's in the vault. Yeah. Plus my memory's going, so I'll forget yeah. in t- 10 minutes. Yeah. But um, those are the kind of friends, confidants that you know, no matter what is hurting inside of you, you know, you can trust them and you could open your soul and heart yeah. to them. I like two kinds of friends. I like the ones that um, <laughs> by virtue of their existence, demand that I become a better person. They make me want to up my game. They want, you know, I'm, I'm always inspired by people who can teach me something and who can expose me to something I don't know. So that's one side of it. The other side of the coin, when you were talking, I was thinking, I have a nephew that I'm actually more <coughs> friends with than I am his aunt. I'm his aunt by virtue of the blood connection, but we're friends because I've told him several earth shattering secrets and it was in the vault. And I said, now, if I don't make it through this procedure, then you can call the family and tell them, but this is what's happening. But don't tell anybody because I don't need all these people wound up and I don't need all these people telling me their version of when it happened to them or it happened to a friend. But I have told his name is Brandon. I have told Brandon two or three major secrets in the vault. That's pretty special. So we, we, we fluctuate between auntie and nephew but we're definitely friends. But isn't that a blessing? It is. I mean, I it have is. many, you know, um, nieces and nephews, especially my nieces that I adore them and I trust them and they're there for me if I need them. And they know, hey, Aunt Debbie is, you know, as they get older, you become more their friend. Yeah. And, and I think people who have confidants, you said that earlier about the confidant situation. I think the reason that's so valuable is because if you have a good confidant, you might not ever need to go to therapy ever. Because That's you got too. somebody that you can trust and tell your intermost secrets that. to. So, so it's yeah. that time again. Yeah, okay, it is. Another break. We will be right back. We'll and be right continue back. Continue the conversation on honoring friendships. Be right back.
You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions. You know that's what she said. Come on, let's have some fun with the Bowtown Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Third segment. Third Deb and segment. Yvonne Murphy it goes in by the so house. Fast. Well, this is really a good topic. It and is. like I say, I'm really glad that you're sitting next to me with the topic. And you know Thank me, you. I love my quote. So, but first, Grandma B, shout out. I want, I want to forget Grandma B and Ellie and my family. Grandma B. I actually got, I actually um, was in um, L.A., and I actually was the first time in many years that I got to spend the night at my mom's apartment. Wow. <laughs> so Grandma B, thank you. She spoiled me. Yes. And we were, we went, we were able to go through her close friend, best friend. Speaking of friendships, yes. Pauline had passed and I was there to help go mm-hmm. through all of her stuff. And, and I'm just going to, we're going to go off the road here because okay, this, this okay. is, this is really cool. I don't, we don't always really know. We think we know somebody, mm. but we really don't. No, you and you had talked about that. So Pauline was all, I love you, Pauline. So, and all Pauline's family, um, Pauline was more like an aunt because mm-hmm. she was best. My mom and her were friends over 65 years and I could be a little stinker sometimes. Oh no. Me? Yeah, I was. Mm. But Pauline was like the discipline. Yeah. Like she was like, you have to teach Deborah this. She called me Deborah. You have to do this. We got to do this. And at the time I thought, well, maybe she doesn't like me. And right. I was like, not really sure. And then I was going through all of her um, mementos with my mom and she saved all these photos of myself of when you. I was little. Yep. She saved photos of all of her nieces and nephews, their graduation, their this, their that. If somebody passed, she had all the little prayer cards. She truly had a whole nother side of her that I don't know if any of us knew. Right. And then we found this poem that she wrote. And, I was, and I was going like, because I, my mom said, well, you know, will you write the eulogy or whatever? Whatever you say at this. I'm like, okay. Somehow I seem to be getting that job lately. But when I went through her stuff, I learned so much about her. And it just made me feel like, wow, I wish I would have taken the time. So speaking of friends, all ages, maybe find that time to dig a little deeper. Yeah. Not just, hey, how was your day? How was that movie? I don't even know how to dig deeper, to be honest with you. We do. You you really but do, though. We know how to dig deeper. I do. So you, we do. So what could happen is you could request a visit and you can say, can, can we go through your photos? I was just going to say that. Can we? I wish I would Can you tell me that. about your youth? Can you tell me what it was like in America, 1940, 1950, yes. or whatever the heyday was for her? I so agree. that you can get to know, because that that is interesting. You said that. Um I have had on many occasions, unfortunately, where I got to know my loved one when they died and I was going through all their stuff. And, and I'm thinking, what in the world? I had no idea that great literature and pieces of art and uh, tickets to trips that I never even heard about. And they save all this stuff. Right. And somebody's going to be sorting through your stuff, well, by I, the way. I cherished every moment you of see? that and my mom was sitting and we're like oh my god she's like i found a treasure and we and so i would take the photo of it on google and i'd look it up like i didn't know she was into this i didn't know she liked that and she just saved the most unique little trinkets that i know meant something to her like you said i wish i think that 
I want to sit down with my boys and say, hey, I love to go through some of this stuff because, you know, I don't need it all. Because the truth of the matter is. That's where your stories your are. Fam- your, your family doesn't know you completely. Right. Children know you as their mother. So they forget that you were an adult, a person, a teenager. They yeah. don't know who you really are. They don't, you know, I, I, I think about this now. My mother passed away in, in 21 and I things I were critical about, I now realized before she was my mother, she was a teenager and she had a life and she went to college and she had friends. And these aren't things that we necessarily need to know every detail. But I, I think that's the lesson for our current friendships. Present moment is the only moment. So maybe the lesson is when you sit down with a lady friend, say, hey, you got any old photo albums? You want to go through your pictures? I mean, you know, I listen. I we, think you should do it, like even like right now with or photos. Play a, play a game. What like, What is it about your life that I don't know? Tell me a story about you in your twenties. Something I wouldn't know. I mean, I think you'd be fascinated to find out that people are multi-dimensional. It's multifaceted, and people are much more complex than you know. So when you meet a friend, you're just. <laughs> Well, Chris Rock said you're meeting the representative because this is when they're putting their best foot forward and they're, you know, they're all dialed up and they got the ponytail right and got, you know, they got the the blush on and the lip gloss. You're meeting the representative. But what about the real you? The way you wake up on Saturday morning when you open the door before you get groomed up and people going, whoa, okay, that's the real me, though. You should you should know all the sides of me. I have to say there's many times I've opened my front door and my neighbors there and I'm like, oh, my God, they're like, hey, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Come on in. I go, come on in. And you got the your bra- baseball cap on or uh, do rag, yeah. no makeup. Yeah, it's bad. Right, no makeup. I, yeah, I, I yeah. go a lot without makeup. So, but anyway, but I, I just wanted to, to mention Pauline because I really, I really didn't understand her. And I'm so bummed that the times I thought she really was so stern, she wasn't. She was just a caring, loving person. And, before, when we come back in the last segment, I know I'm going to read what this poem because it totally took us all by surprise. And I only found it. I was going through paperwork and, and all of a sudden these three little papers just floated. I'm like, what? Like it was crazy. And I'm like, oh, I said, I go to my mom, this is Pauline's handwriting. And she goes, yeah. And I read it and I thought, wow. Wow. She was so wise. Wow. But so if you're listening, any of Pauline's family, because I know that one of Pauline's cousins, Julie, who I got reacquainted, she was one of the um, first of Pauline's relatives that I met. And we we spent some time together as like little, little kids. And so um, I'm going to read the poem later on, but it's really good. But I think, again, remember to cherish those friendships that are that are so close to you and try to, you know, every now and then. So do you know when the two times are your friends come together and it's odd when people get married, then people, you have friends that don't know your other friends. And then they're all at the wedding. Go, well, how do you know the bride? Or how do you know it's when you get married and at your funeral, funeral yeah. people show up in there. They're going, well, how did you know her? Oh, I went to high school with her. Oh, and I went to college with her. Well, how is it in a whole lifetime? You've never met some of these people. So I realized in my life, I have a tendency to keep the groups separated because it was the group from back in the day when I was in Las Vegas, running up and down oh. Las Vegas Strip <laughs> as a group. And then you got, you know, you got your church group, you got your family group, you got your professional group. I tend to keep all these groups separate. Well, I think we all do that, but yeah. then they all come together for a wedding or a yeah, but that your funeral is not going to do you any good. And <laughs> hopefully it's not a baby shower for me because that'd be a miracle. That's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. Uh, but the, the other thing I want to talk about with friendships right quick is when you get jealous of a friend for Ooh. bringing another friend into 
to the circle because in truth and honesty that has happened to me. I have a longstanding hot fiery caliente latina friend Ooh. and and she'll say oh i want you to meet <laughs> such and such and i'm like oh such and such <laughs> who is that well, who is who is lolita <laughs> where did she come from and what's her story you know i'm all indignant about it you could you get a little possessive about your friends and you got to remember that that's not healthy actually that is you honestly you said exactly what was written it says when this happens make sure you're not too critical of them that's exactly if yeah. your friend if your friend and someone else ended up building their own friendship, it means they were able to understand each other to a certain degree. You will not always understand, but they will. So we, like you said, a time, a season. Yep. There's and you can't be all things to people. Right. Your, your best friend can't be everything you need. No. I mean, your best friend might be your best friend. But you have a completely different relationship with acquaintances. You have a different relationship with your husband, boyfriend, confidant, whatever. You, no one person can be your everything. So, no. um, I mean, ideally in marriage, you, that's about as close as you're going to come to it. But generally speaking, your friends can't be everything you need. So, and you know what? We've not talked about befriending yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, how do you get a friend? You got to be a friend. But the truth of the matter is, we talk about other people. Are, are we being friendly with ourselves? Are I don't you, think we are all the time. Uh, no, probably I not. I think we're too critical. We're our own worst enemy. We we're are. very critical of ourselves. So maybe we should take a good look, too, at how we even respond to our own needs relative to how we respond to other one's needs. Because, you know, people always say to me, oh, Yvonne, you have a lot of friends. Well, you got to put yourself in that position. You have to you have to you have to be a friend in order to have a friend. I'm going to be keeping it real moment. So people think, hey, it's about time, Deb. I've got all these friends on Facebook. I'm at all these events. And so Georgia, Jazzy Georgia, my yep. cousin, um, got her through my marriage. Um, I love to say that. <laughs> but sometimes we'll be sitting at home and we're like, well, what should we do? Who should we ask? I'm like, I don't know. Do I got to go on like Facebook? Do I have any friends? It's like a weird thing. That is interesting. You brought that point up for with the little <laughs> bit of time we have yeah. left because we live in a culture where we measure based on TikTok numbers or Facebook numbers. You could have 500 friends on Facebook and be sitting at home lonely. I'm telling you. So, you know, <laughs> that we're using that term friends really loosely, but I think we live in a culture where people mistake likes for friendships, 500 people, 600 people, they got 1.7 million hits. Well, that doesn't mean that those people all genuinely, authentically care about or they you even really or know need you. to, or that they know you or that they should know you. Or you even know them. Yeah, I mean, so. I think that with all the social media, you, you feel like you know them. No, I feel you know. like, but you really don't you know really them. Know. Or there's acquaintances or work acquaintances where you're all friends, you hang out together, but have you ever been to their house? Yeah. Have they been to your house? Have you sat down, had a cup so that's of coffee? A, that's a good conversation to have when we come back. How do you measure it? What, what investment is required in a friendship? How often should you see a friend or talk to a friend? No, or I agree. Um, and one more thing before we go to break, because we're talking about that. I think we also have to respect the idea when you have young kids, your kids are all friends. You go to baseball games and soccer games. And then as you get older, you got high school games and this. And all of a sudden, all of us moms and dads were together 24-7 for 12 years. Now they're gone. And then now they're off in college. They're yep. not seeing each other. And then all of a sudden, these adult friends of yours, now they're, you're not seeing them 24-7. You're not on all these weekend trips with them. Right. So you have to be respectful to know mm -hmm. that, you know, they move on, they get grandkids, and their and life it's changes. Another, it's, it's another, another chapter. It's another season. So yep. we're going to... 
almost, I'm going to do one more quote as we go out to this break. So I don't think I did the last one. And then we'll come back. Um, okay. We're going to dig final months. Here we go. It's the friend you can call at four in the morning, no matter what. Yep. I, I have a few of those. I leave my phone on. I leave it, my phone on too. It's charging, but it's on. Um, and I say to people, call me anytime. And I'll then take the call. before we go out to break, here's one. Friends are the friends are part of the glue that holds life and faith together. That's a good. And we really stop. we we're going to stop with that. We want you to take that in, take your faith, take your friendship in. We come back. We'll continue the conversation. It's about time to and bond. Hello. Now more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law Practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Ready to help from her toes to her head. Just give her a shout. Call about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Final segment, City Final Talk. Segment. Yvonne, I just love having Yvonne here. And the best part of Yvonne is that when she talks about friendship, she means it. I mean it. And I, I love that you can see her strength. And I know that we feel your strength out there because we're feeling strength right now. We appreciate it. Because we're sharing moments of our time yeah. that are work. You're, we're bringing you into our life yes. as a confidant because yes. I'm like, I, and I'm going to share some pretty, I shared okay. some pretty personal stuff, it. but this is in memory of Pauline. And it's also um, in honor of my mom, Grandma B. Um, so here's how I, when I did her service, I said, I will leave you with a happy birthday poem that I found Pauline wrote as she's celebrating all of her birthdays now up in heaven as she's reunited with her friends. The, the, title the, po the title of the poem was called The Beautiful in Life. Some talk, some talk of it in poetry, some grow it from the soil, some build it as a steeple, some show it through their toil, some breathe it into music, some mold it into art, some shape it into bread loaves, some hold it in their heart. Mm. For all you are, for all you do, may everything beautiful come to you. Until we meet again, I added that. That's beautiful. I, would have, I mean, I would have never thought she would have wrote that poem. Mm. And I feel like while you're listening out there, try to reconnect with those friends from long ago or your neighbor or your mom or your aunt or your grandparent. And take that time to just dig yeah. a little deeper. Like yeah. say, I love to, I love the idea of saying, let's get out a photo album yeah. and let's just go through it. That is the best way to get to know somebody. That seems to me to be workable because I'll have weekends where my husband will say, you want to play Scrabble or you want to do Jenga. And 
it occurred to me that we hadn't gone through photo albums yet. So first of all, you got to get them out because they're all oh, they're always put up somewhere or, or in buried, some cabinet yeah. buried under something that's dusty. But you need to get the books out and put them somewhere where you can see them like a coffee table yeah. or someplace that's visible. And you need to just go through them and you're going to see things that strike a chord with you. And you'll see family members that maybe have passed on that you hadn't thought about in a while. You see yourself as a little kid growing up. It will invoke memories and there will be some emotion. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to if I'm trying to teach and share with my husband who I am and how I became the person that I am now. What better you way? might have to walk back a little bit so that they can have a visual. Now, I grant you in some situations, you might need to go through that photo book first <laughs> and it might be a picture or two you might need no. to remove <laughs> because you just don't even want to explain it. <laughs> and quite frankly, you probably should just shred it because I, I am convinced <laughs> that there are some pictures in most people's photo albums. We should you know, be shredding. <laughs> we don't need to tell that story. I'm not saying tell everything, but clean the book up. And make the book relevant to your life and, and share, share the pictures I think that's, and share the I, stories. That, honestly, I really feel like we should all be doing that now. Yeah. Because I, you know, what happens when your close friends, your son's like, oh, mom. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that. And, and, yeah. Oh, I and people that. forget that you used to be 20. Yeah. And you look like he was 20 with some Cindy Lapa hair, <laughs> big old pompadour and some curls. And I called it my Diana Ross hair. And oh, I Donna like Summer, you know, you're all wild and crazy. But people don't know about all that. They see you now and they meet you where you are now but people need to know what your experiences was you know you you when you're when you're talking your life history with people by the way you don't need to go down every dark alley you can simply say you were born in uh, San Francisco and you went to San Francisco schools and then you joined the military or whatever you did. You don't have to sit down with a friend and say, oh, my God, when I was nine years old, I was abused because you got to be careful about sharing a certain level of information because it can scare people off. It can make people uncomfortable. It can bring up emotion in you that's not being properly managed and that could trigger something in you. So you got to be careful about the nitty gritty and all the details. Going through a photo album should be reasonably happy. And, you you know, some things in life are better left unsaid. And you'll know who the people are in your life that you can say, hey, my childhood wasn't so fabulous. It was kind of rough. Well, you, the intention of pulling the book out is not to depress people. I mean, the intention to pull out the book is to create dialogue. No, I agree. But most of the photos that you do treasure are mm. going to be more of the happy moments. Yes, if you for think sure. about it, for sure. you don't for put sure. a lot of. And I just want to say, looking through my books, I haven't aged at all. Oh, I and I'm that. just as fabulous as I was when I was 22, at least <laughs> in my mind. Right. So this this kind of I I know I'm st still talking about Pauline and my mom, but they had a friendship for over 60 something years. Well, think about so, what you're saying. Just that uh, it's they were friends deal. for 60 years. And they years. were roommates. They, you know, they took care of each other. They traveled together. They were there for each other when they needed each other. And so this and Pauline at the end um, had dementia and Alzheimer's. So mm -hmm. this is a great quote. So Grandma B, I'm dedicating this quote to you and Pauline and also to Papa and I and anybody else who has family members that have gone through something like that. A friend knows a song in my heart and sings it to me when my memory fails. Yeah. I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is, is none of us are going to escape this process without some kind of hurdle. And traditionally in medicine, we believe that heart disease, cancer and stroke will be 
how most of us go. Very few people just close their eyes and go to sleep. So the truth of the matter is, you know, I look at this Bruce Willis situation now, and he's now fully diagnosed uh, with dementia and in the full mm -hmm. throes of it. And you look at that great career and all that money he made and all the movies and so on and so forth. But what he, he'd give it all back every dime of it back to be able to look at his wife and know her name or her children. He has no concept of who any of these people are. So life is really, really precious and very fragile, but your friends are also an extension of your family because you don't know who's going to be there in your final hour. It might be your loved ones. It might be a friend, but at the end of the day, you know, I see my doctor as my friend. I go in there and I don't just get, you know, my checkup. I tell her what's going on in my life and how I feel about things. And so, you know, you, you have to pick and choose who you share your innermost thoughts with. But I think friendship is a, is, a, is a very special thing. And you said something to trigger the thought in me. I'm actually mad right now, current time, present moment, only moment with a friend who has traveled with a lot of her other friends. And I said to her the other day, so I've known you for 20 years. When are we going to take a trip together? So it tells me something about her because the truth of the matter is until I brought it up, it wasn't brought up. It hadn't happened because obviously she doesn't feel the need to travel with me. And I have other friends that when I say I want to go somewhere, I want to go to yeah, Paris. Hello, I, go go. I mean, you know, I, I took I, I went to Paris twice with my um, pastor's wife, Sandy. Um, she loves to travel and she's a great travel companion. But I've had people in my life I've known for years and I've never been to Sacramento with them. And I said and I've said, why is that? Why have we you know, you go to Capri, Italy with this one. You go to London with that one. You go to New York. You go to the New Orleans Jazz Festival. How come we haven't traveled what was together? The answer? There is no real answer because what the truth of the matter is, I had the answer before I asked. She's not feeling it that way. So you that goes back to your friends can't be everything you need. You may have friends that travel well, friends that you dine with well, friends that you just hang out with well, friends that you go to the movies with. Your friends don't do everything for you. They, you know, you might, you know, have to have a different friend for a different reason or a different season. Well, that's very true. Like we were saying with your kids and the yeah. kids' friends and then, you know, your church friends. I mean, yeah. I, I have groups. I have, yeah. I had the T-ball mom friends and yes. I still have my, my church friends who are, we, you know, went to, we still go to, you know, we're friends, but a lot of us, some have moved and some have gone right. this way. And then, especially with me, I, I went from being St. Albert's Parish Life Director Mom to About Town Dub, to caregiver for my dad to About right. Town Dub. So they, I think people assumed she's just so busy. She forgot us i didn't i love them and i right. I, I want to be with them it's hard you know because people just assume we're busy sometimes and yeah. so really it's important to reach out and just say hey what, what you doing or you want to go for coffee and if they can it's okay but yeah. at least at least you asked you know maybe we can end this with some yeah. some thoughts about you know a question like what kind of friend are you and um how do you show up as a friend and uh, what are your requirements as a friend? What do you bring to a friendship? Um, I think you got to be there to uplift each other. I think you got to be truthful and transparent. I think you have to be supportive and kind. And sometimes a friend is just that person who listens to you. Most of us don't talk because we want an answer. Most of us talk because we want to be listened to. So that is so true. So maybe, you know, at the end of the day, we all need to just step back and think about, you know, even in a marital situation are as a husband, are you being a good friend to your wife? Because, you know, there can there needs to be a friendship in a marriage as well. Marriage is not just marriage. You have to be friends. Most people say you got to be friends first to, to have some sort of connection. So maybe we should ask ourselves, what kind of friends are we and 
how can we do a better job at it? And you're right, as the seasons change, um, I see that I have older friends. I have a lot of 80 year olds in my life now by virtue of just age. They're my neighbors. They're walking through the neighborhood. You, you're walking with them. You hear about their life and you know, you think you're old until you're walking with an 80 year old and you're thinking, Ooh, I'm still kind of young. I'm only 66, but you know, what kind of friend are we? How do we show up as a friend and you know, what will we do for a friend? Are you the kind of friend you'd give me a kidney if I needed one? Or are you the kind of friend that would give me gas money if I needed it? Or, or you know, or are you the friend that comes to lunch and never pays the bill? What kind of friend are you? Well, I'm definitely not that kind of friend. Okay, well, I'm just saying, because <laughs> I, I, I got friends that just assume that I'm paying, no, and I don't know where I, they think I got the Treasury Department <laughs> from. Like, child, you better pull your credit card out and help pay these people. We'd be back there washing dishes. <laughs> I'd wash dishes, by the way, for somebody. But, but don't you just hate that when people just assume? Yeah. You know, and, and then where, who are all these people that, you know, you hit the lottery and then all of a sudden you got all kinds of friends. Well, well, what's that all about? Oh, I see for what I can do for you. So maybe we should just think about what kind of friends are we? And I think it's an interesting subject. You got another quote, you got any sweet um, you words? You know what? It's almost time, but number one, thank you. Uh, thank um, you for being here. Always. Um, I like this one. Oh, we talked about this one. A good friend keeps your secrets for you. Mm. A best friend helps you keep your own secrets. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of confused on that one. I'm going to have to ponder on that one. Friends Dude. come and friends go and friends fizzle out, but you'll always be my friend. There's no doubt. Oh, we used to say that good. as kids. Oh, I like While that. We're doing one. jump rope or something. Oh, yeah. I, I remember know. jump rope. I know. So we're going to say we love you. We we're do. here for you. Please, Very much. Whatever you need. Be a good friend. Be a good friend. And we hope we've been a good friend to you throughout all of our different shows and know that together we are one heart. And be humble, be blessed, and be kind, and have grace with yourself. Yes, I agree. I love you. Love you. Bye, guys. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.